Do you want to keep doing this or do you want to jump in? Um, I think we should just <laughs> jump in. Jack Nabbit. <laughs> what? My happened? pencil doesn't have one of those things on it where you can like set oh, it yeah, on things and put it, it in gets pockets. Broken off by the children. <sighs> Jack Nabbit. No, I can't like hook it onto my journal. Do we need a pause and you go get another no, pencil? No, it's fine. Minor inconveniences, first world props. They still feel irksome. Yeah. Okay. All right, here we go. This is Be Createful, a podcast about finding fullness through creativity. I really turned around my attitude. My name's Joe. I'm Madison, and today on episode 101, we're talking about truth, justice, and getting out of your own way. We- what? <laughs> That's what we're talking about? It's a play on the Superman phrase, okay. truth, justice, and the American way. And really what I wanted to focus on today is getting out of your own way so you can like get into some of your go- goals that we've got for this year. You really threw me for a loop because I thought it was going to be 2023 word of the year. Oh. <laughs> Not specifically, no, but it- like... I didn't prepare for this no. episode. No, I'm just hitting you with a little bit of a spicy title. But yes, we are going to be discussing our goals, and that does include our word of the year. That's how we kind of center ourselves. Um, so this is our third installment of this. Also, I just want to like take time to acknowledge that we're in the triple digits. Ayo! I know technically like the last episode was episode 100, but that still just sounds like one number, like 100. <laughs> yes. But you saying... Episode 101, or yeah. however you said it, 101. It just feels so long. It's so does. much longer than like 99. Yep. Triple exactly. digits, baby. Woo! Feels good. Um, so this is our third installment of... Of New Year podcast? Yes. Okay. Did we pick a word of the year? I think we picked a word of the year the first year, right? Uh-huh. We've done word of the year every year. Yeah. Do you remember yours? I think two years ago it was peace Mm -hmm. i think and then last year was valiant valiant i really liked that one and uh mine for 20 the first year we did it to 2021 was nourish yes last year was consistency i know and you were kind of sad about that word i was just sad because the word sounds boring and your word was valiant oh yeah and your word (laughs) sounded like brave and ambitious and like a seven series book saga was written about your character and mine is like consistent however like we talked about in that podcast consistency is what like keeps things going and builds it up all that spicy like valiant warriors and book series eventually they come to an end they don't last forever war ends fights end uh well and the restart up again but um Yes, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, to transition into your word this year, maybe? Or do you have... Uh, let's talk... Do you want to reflect on last year? Sure, let's Oh, do this it. is what I was going to say. Mm. So, um, in 2021, which I don't even remember what episode number that was, probably around like... I don't know. 52 is when we did this last year. It mm-hmm. would be episode 52. Um, I tend to go on a New Year, New You rant. I won't do that this time. Oh, man. That's okay. I, unless you want me to. It's a stupid phrase. Yeah. But I think we're, like, getting the gist of that. I've seen a lot of that sentiment this year. I think we talked about it 
I talked a little bit about it last podcast where I was like, why do we pick January as like the beginning of a new year? Because as a teacher, like the, for me, like the new year kind of starts in the fall uh-huh. or like spring is a time of beginning. So like, why do we pick January? And I guess my feelings kind of go into the whole, well, yeah, it's January 1st, but why does that mean it's new you? Right. Like, it's also just so many missed opportunities to... Like, every day is a new day? Yeah. You know, that's so. something that my dad always likes to say. is like, a new day is an opportunity for you to to do whatever you want to do better. Yeah. yeah. And it also means that at that night, anything that you messed up on that you didn't like, you get another chance the next day. You don't have to wait a whole year. Yes. Anyway, uh, I do see the benefit in taking times of staking claim in this is a new start or mm-hmm. maybe not new start, but like a new season, mm-hmm. a new month, a new week. A Other new... things are turning over. We're throwing away our yeah. calendars. This is an excellent opportunity for me to also make some other changes. Yes. But I do think that only doing it once a year is where most people fall flat because mm-hmm. if you only do it once a year, you're, you're trying to change way too much. Or like do something big and grandiose versus like looking at something quarterly or like month, something month to month, like even having a word of the month yes, instead of a word of the year. I had the same word of the year two years in a row. Sometimes you got, it takes a little bit longer Mm -hmm. to work on things. And sometimes I just keep a word until I'm ready for the next one. Yes. uh, Anyway, I came up with a new one since we're talking about it on this podcast. Excellent. Um, But let's talk about last year first. Okay. Um, so your word was valiant. Mm-hmm. You, do you have your notes from last year? You had goals. Oh, no. Oh. no I you had some goals last year. I just listened to them, but I don't remember what they were because I, I thought you would maybe come. I think I them. overheard you listening to the podcast and I said something like, I wanted to get back into sewing or something like that. And at yeah. that time, and at that time I had been coming out of this funk where I didn't sew for a while and I was trying to figure out why, like, why am I not engaging in the creative process? Um, and I would, I would say that this year, yeah, I have engaged with sewing more, but that's not the biggest thing that I've taken out away from it. It's respecting my own cycles of creativity. Mm. You had talked about how you wanted to use more of your stash fabric instead of buying new fabric. That's true. I definitely did buy more fabric. That is true. However... I think last year I wanted to make a pair of corduroy pants. Your girl is wearing them You're today. You're wearing them right now. I know. I'm so excited. So this was from my stash. Uh, and these are like my new favorite pants. So I did. So did I. Did I adhere to my goal? Exactly. No. But the spirit of the goal right. is what I upheld. Sometimes I think when we're making the goals. Because of, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, but because of the way we approach goal making, a lot of times we're missing the actual spirit of what the goal is intended for. Yeah. Like we're trying to find a way, we know that something needs to change or that we want to grow in a certain way. And so we try to make a goal to force that to happen or that is a way of measuring if the change happens or not. Yes. And so the goal honestly is separated from what it is that we're wanting to do anyway. I don't know if I convoluted that too much. So like the spirit of the goal of, for me of getting back into sewing was more about 
I wanted to get more in touch with my creativity and become like being willing to like jump back into it more. And I think I accomplished that. Like, right. It was right. Even if sewing wasn't the mechanism that achieved that for you, Mm -hmm. you maybe didn't reach that specific goal of sew more, but you did other things that achieved the objectives of the goal. Because part of, I'm sure part of what was holding me back was the shame of like, oh, I'm just going to buy fabric and never ever use it. And that is some negative thinking and not helpful towards getting back into creativity. Um, And also discounts the other ways that I am creative through cooking, through um, our interesting conversations that we have, Mm -hmm. um, through writing other ways. Yeah. um, I had to like expand my goal a little bit more. And I think that is kind of what makes it more achievable. If you take your goal from, or, and maybe this isn't a good way of making goals. You've talked about how it's supposed to be like, quantitative like a good goal is something that you can I think have we done a whole podcast on goals because we might I think we've talked about this here I don't know that goals are actually very helpful so to get back to my point what I'm saying is sometimes having you know following the spirit of a goal makes it more achievable because you're not so concerned with the itty bitty details yes And I don't mean for that to be a cop-out, but like maybe your goal of like, oh, I need to lose 10 pounds. Well, maybe your bigger goal is I want to celebrate my body. I want to treat it better. Also, just losing 10 pounds is actually doesn't indicate anything. Yeah. Except that the scale is 10 pounds lighter. Mm -hmm. You could have you could be having extremely disordered eating in order to lose Mm -hmm. 10 pounds. Um, You could be sick and that's why you've lost 10 pounds. You actually could start eating really well and working out and gain 10 pounds because your body is stronger. So that is a great example of like the number on the scale is not indicative. If that's your only, Mm -hmm. if that's the only thing you desire is that a number on the scale is less. And that means that everything else that happens is a failure. So you might be building on muscle and gaining 10 pounds, but you would still see that as a failure because you're not meeting your specific goal of losing 10 pounds. Right. So why, like, I think you have to get to the why Mm -hmm. and goals like that don't address the why. Yes. So why are you even saying your goal is to lose 10 pounds? We'll really get to the root of that and then um, find a way to create an objective or um, like a habit or a rhythm that that is showing that that is a priority in your life. Mm. And that is not the same as a goal. I like that, that these, that what we're doing here, hopefully with our words of the year and some things that we want to see in 2023 is we're making them priorities. We are moving them up the list of these are some things I want to focus on this year. Yes. Because what happens if you don't, you're going to spend your time doing something. And so if we don't have intentionality with our days, we still have activities that are going to become habitual in our lives. And so it's either that I'm going to have the habit of sitting on my couch and doing X, Y, Z, like just 
watching the next episode on Netflix. And that's what I'm going to do just out of default rather than something that I actually want to be spending my time on. And the, the things that are good for us, I don't mean, um, the things that are like uplifting and give us like abundance in our life, Mm -hmm. take effort yeah. And so if you haven't made the decision that that is something you want to spend your energy on, you will default to something that takes no effort. Mm-hmm. And those things actually drain what your value vitality. do they actually bring? Right. Yep. I agree. So that being said, one of the funny things I said last year, mm-hmm. well, because my word of the year was consistency. And so I was talking about how I just wanted to keep showing up to the things that I said were important to mm-hmm. me, like in small steps, <laughs> I said, because I have a tendency to get whipped around by my whims. Mm. <laughs> Those whipping whims. I do. And I will um, get really obsessed about a new thing, a new pa- like a new passion or creative activity or whatever. And then within a few, sometimes weeks, sometimes days, sometimes months, I'm like, meh. Mm-hmm. And so I have a hard time uh, naming priorities, honestly. Well, is that something that you think you have improved on from last year? Are some things that... Well, okay. So my word was consistency. Um, my personal goals that I mentioned were... Um, I had four t-shirt quilts that I needed to make. And yeah. I was like, consistency is how I'm going to get those done. Mm-hmm. Um, zero of them got done. Mm-hmm. I've actually given one back. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do have deadlines for the other ones. I said last year I don't even want to mention it because um, I'm afraid I won't do them. Yep. What do you know? I didn't do them. Yep. Um, but th- I'm down to three. Mm. Uh, but they do have to get done. And two of them should get done the beginning half of this year. Okay. So TBD. In the next two quarters. Cool. Yeah. Um. I talked about balance and even when I was listening back, I was like, wait a minute, what am I even talking about? I don't know. I don't know what that (laughs) word means to me. Um, I think just finding ways to uh, separate my work from like being home and, and can I actually turn my work brain off and am I getting like good rest at home? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe that's something you revisit this year. Who knows? Maybe. But again, it's obviously not very clearly defined mm-hmm. for me on what that looks like. Uh, I don't so maybe, feel overworked. So maybe it feels like you're still trying to decide what you need. And I think that's important when you're making priorities is if you don't know what you want or need, you can't make it a priority. Right, which is where, though, sometimes we don't even realize that we don't know because we just make a goal. Like, I might make a goal, I'm not going to open my computer after 5 p.m. Well, that's unrealistic. Yeah. That doesn't fit into my lifestyle. No. So, um, I did just mention eating less Frosted Flakes. and I think you have eaten less Frosted Flakes. You have not come in and said... No, I don't remember the last time I ate some Frosted Flakes. There you go. I don't know if I've had any since my shoulder surgery. Hmm. Maybe. But That's awesome. Anyway, uh, you said you didn't remember. We already talked about yours. Yeah, yeah. Um, so 
with make do in 2022, I think my word of consistency really paid off. Yes. Uh, uh, what are some things that you were? Well, so there was a few with. things that we mentioned that didn't really happen more sewing classes that did, but not to the extent that I wanted it to. Um, we did have a rogue shoulder surgery thrown in there. Yes. That <laughs> really threw me for a loop. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned that I wanted to get a CRM or like a customer database, mm-hmm. which we did. Yeah, we and did. And it works amazing oh, for us. Yes, it's so good. We love it. Um, I said I wanted to get make do on Pinterest. Nah, I've given, I don't care about that anymore. Yeah. Um, 100 families was one thing that we had mentioned our new partnership with them at that time. We hadn't done anything with them. No birthday parties, no nothing. Right. Um, and so now we, we probably talked in depth a few episodes ago when we were saying highlights of the year with make do, we would have talked about, um, 100 families, but, and actually just today we had a good meeting with their director about looking forward for this year. So very exciting. That is an exciting thing. One thing we mentioned I don't, I just wrote it down. I don't know how we were talking about it was about shrinky dinks. Oh, you were talking about that you wanted to do more art specific things Mm -hmm. and we were going to do a doodle camp. And then I said, oh, you know what would be fun for doodle camp? Shrinky dinks. Yeah. Well, shrinky dinks have become our most popular thing that we do. Yeah. One of the kids always requested, it seems like. And when they're like, all right, when I ask the the kids like, what do you want to do for your birthday party? They're like, I want to do shrink plastic. I'm like, all yeah. right, let's do it. Yeah. So that's become a really fun little thing. Um, and most of those things required consistency. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way that I see it the most is in our in our end of year um, campaign that we did that really started in, I guess, the beginning of October. Like starting the beginning of October, I was sending out an email every week uh, telling a story that Mm -hmm. coming from make do. And we had a very outrageous fundraising goal for the end of the year, which was $50,000 and we passed it. We Uh brought in $52,000 between October and the end of the year. Um, And that is, I'm not going to say 100%. I mean, we can't control our donors or, people's generosity but what we can control is are we consistently um showing up and highlighting the impact of make do and inviting people to be a part of that impact and that is where i will say 100 percent yes we did that Mm -hmm. and so that's where i see feet can feel this idea of consistency the most the and the i guess the effects that it had because those were very measurable effects. Um, and also I didn't think we would do it. I mean, I threw the goal out and I, I was thinking there's no way that this is going to happen, but it did, but it did. It's crazy. So, uh, do you have thoughts on last year? Make do your goal. Oh, my goals with make do specifically or just in general. Um, well with make do, I think we have, I mean, I did, I think I did two new homeschool art classes throughout the year, which was cool. Um, So I did do more art things. And I don't know if this is necessarily one of my goals, but I feel like this year I have grown more confident, the most confident, confident I've been 
in my kids' program director role. Which I think is just the natural progression of things, too. Like, the longer you're in a place, Mm -hmm. the more confidence you should have. I feel that, too. Yeah. And even every year, so my dude turned five this year, every year I still feel that way. Mm -hmm. And But what's different is I don't always feel the lacking Mm -hmm. like I have previously. Yes. Uh, But still feel the growing. We included a whole new demographic with the itty bitties. We did. Yes. Um, So that's been cool to be able to offer something when people come in and say, oh, do Mm -hmm. I have anything for little ones? I'm like, yes, we actually do. Um, We did an itty bitty book club. We did. um, We're continuing to do itty bitty Mm -hmm. playtime. That's been really good. Um, This was the first year that I got to speak at Lemonade because we haven't had a a Lemonade for the past couple of years. So that's been cool to be able to share my experience with our donors. Mm -hmm. So it's been really cool. As far as my word of the year is concerned, I feel like I have really lived up to my word of being valiant uh, in my personal life and at work, using my voice and being able to fight for the things that are really important to mm-hmm. me. Um, so I feel like I've lived out my word and it, it feels pretty good looking back on that now. Yeah. I asked you when you were talking about being valiant and you were describing this image of like this warrior girl, like on a hill. Yeah. And I said, in your mind's eye, what color is her hair? Mm-hmm. And you said, red. It's red. <laughs> and your hair is kind of red right it now. It is kind of. I did end up dying it, uh, <laughs> dying it red a few weeks ago. So yeah, it is kind of pinkish, pinkish red right now. <laughs> so that fits. Yes. Um, yeah. So. Any parting words for 2022? I'm glad it's done. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad. I mean, it was, it was a good year. It was a fine year. It happened. I grew. I'm glad it's over. Yeah. There was a lot of tough things that happened for me in 2022. I lost some family members and um, had to go through a lot of tough things. So I'm glad to see the backside of it. Yes. I will say I feel like I'm still in the middle of it because because of my shoulder surgery, um, my work got very delayed. And so normally at this time, I have like totally wrapped up the previous year. Mm-hmm. I'm already vision planning and everything for the future and right now i'm still scrambling to like wrap up 2022 so hopefully by the end of this week i'll i will feel like we are living in 2023 but i still am not i need like i need the world to just hit pause real quick just just hit pause and let me catch up so you can enjoy your january (laughs) yes um Okay, well, let's talk about 2023. Let's do it. Do you want to share your word of the year? No, you share your word first. I feel like I've been talking a lot. Excellent. Okay, so my word of the year is true. True. Yes. Okay. So I originally thought of this word. um, Well, this word has been floating around in my mind since last year because there's one of our make-do participants comes in, and when I ask her, she's uh, one of my kiddos, when I ask her, I'm like, all right, I'm going to play some music. What do you want to listen to? Her request is always loyal, brave, and true from the new Mulan movie. Okay. Christina Aguilera sings it. It it slaps. Go listen to it. Um, anyway, so it had been floating around in my head, and then I had a friend of mine recently ask me to describe myself in three words, and this was one of them. And I thought, this actually might be a more aspirational word for me than it is something that I can truly own up to right now. 
So I decided to make it a word of the year so that I can like fully like more incorporated into myself. And now as I'm talking, I think what the question actually was, what are three things you want people to know about you? Mm. And this was a word that has come up. So, um, so do you know yet what that would look like? So to me, the word true means to live authentically, to be loyal to yourself, to your ideas and feelings, and to some extent, consistency. When something is true, it holds firm. Mm. It is the same throughout. You don't have, um, like, I'm going to say this, but I don't mean that I'm, I want to be this way. It doesn't have flaws or imperfection. It is the same material throughout. There aren't any inconsistencies, if that makes sense. Um, well, or if you run into something that looks like an inconsistency, it's because you just haven't seen enough of the thing yet to see how it fits. Yeah. How it fits into the greater, yeah, into the greater scheme of it. So, um, in the song, it says, uh, it goes, um, should I ask myself in the water what a warrior would do? Tell me beneath my armor, am I loyal, brave, and true? So underneath what other people see, am I still being authentic to myself? Am I showing up every day and being honest and truthful with what I want or my feelings or what I believe in? So I thought, I was like, there's got to be more to this than just a song. So I did like the teensiest bit of research and actually in the original Mulan story, which has been retold over and over again, much like any sort of like fairy tale or myth. Um, truthfulness is actually one of the four virtues that keeps coming up as themes in Mulan story as it gets told along with um, loyalty, brave, bravery and feel, uh, filial piety which I think is basically, it's kind of similar to like a righteous loyalty or like mm. a, um, or kind of like a, a loving loyalty. It's kind of hard for me to wrap my brain around. However, what I really liked um, about reading this was there was like a little excerpt that was explaining these four different virtues and it says that she lives out the first three but the way that she um the Wait, way what that, were the first three again uh loyalty Brave. filial bravery or yeah right sorry loyalty filial filial piety and bravery and then truthfulness the way that she um engages in truthfulness is showing everyone that she that she was a woman because if you know mulan's story yeah. you know she pretends to be a male to take her father's place in the army. Um, and even though she has done something transgressive where she has pretended to be a man, she is forgiven because she is living out um, this virtue of truthfulness, of being true and authentic. And she ends up being forgiven because of that. Um, so that's kind of the idea that I want to live out is to show up and be honest and to, I guess, kind of like be consistent throughout. So I think that this can be something that is tricky because the, like 
who I was yesterday is not the same as who I am today, is not the same as who I'm going to be tomorrow. So sometimes we don't allow ourselves to change, whether that is like the ways we think or our behavior, because we think that who we were yesterday is the, is who we have to keep being. So, um, okay. Well, and so I, um, are you trying to talk me out of my word? No, (laughs) I'm trying to like, to to understand it in a different way like that i think that it is um the core of who you are is really what you're getting at that right is, like that is indeed what i'm like getting it's at. a pulling back of all of the layers to see what is at the heart of everything yes I know I'm going to mess up, make mistakes. I'm going to, some days I'll be able to give 90%. Some some days I'll be able to give 30%. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about um, understanding the core of my being and being and living consistently with that. A lot of times when people are angry or frustrated with themselves or, or, or they're feeling guilt and shame, it can often be because they are living counter to a certain belief that they have or counter to um, a certain goal that they have. So you have two main options there. You can redefine the goal and say, okay, if this is how I'm living right now, maybe that goal is not for me. To give that an example, let's say you want to go and run every morning, go on a 30-minute run every morning, but you cannot get yourself out of bed to do it, to do it. Perhaps what you actually need is you need to have a quiet morning at home. And so you need to change your goal and say, okay, I'm not going to run 30 minutes in the morning. You know, I'm going to pick a different time. I'm going to pick a different time. The other option is find ways to make it easier on yourself with that particular priority. So, you know, if you want to run for 30 minutes in the morning, Make sure you got a good playlist. Lay your clothes out the night before. Like doing things to set yourself up for success. So that's your that's your two options that you have when you are living in a way that when you're living counter to what you want to be doing. Um, but you kind of you have to know what you want though. Just like in that first example, you have to know. Okay, do I actually want to go on a thirty minute morning run, or do I need a quiet morning at home and figure out another time to run? Mm-hmm. Right. Is it the important thing that the run happens in the morning or that the run happens? Yes. So um, this truthfulness and authenticity, I would say this more has to do with how I interact with myself Mm -hmm. and it will then ripple out into other people. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not going to be something where I can have this goal of like, here's how I'm going to be more true this year. I'm going to, and have like a checkbox of things. Instead, it's more of like, it's going to be more like a journey for me of continuing to check in with myself, understanding and figuring out what I want, and then being able to go out and express that and to say that to others. Mm -hmm. So when I've had conversations similar to this with my teens, Mm -hmm. um, I have explained it kind of like, you know, 
no one can know you better than you know you. Mm-hmm. So you are the expert on who you are. Um, but in five years, five years from now, you will understand yourself differently mm-hmm. than you do now. And it doesn't mean that you don't know who you are now. Yes. It just means that in five years, who you are is going to expand. Yeah. And like, it, because we are dynamic, moving beings. Um, and so the the trueness of it is moving along with you mm-hmm. in that sense. Like yes. if it's inside of you, it isn't necessarily something that is staked down into any particular like time and holding you no tightly to that. I would say the only things that you can maybe stake down are certain qualities in yourself that you know that you have. So for me, those qualities are kindness or creativity. These are things that I, however they choose to express themselves, they are part of my core being. Yeah. Compassion, like things like that. Well, because I think that you also can look at it from the inverse where it actually is something that you're choosing. No, this is what I'm going to stake my claim Mm -hmm. in. And so when there is turbulence or turmoil, these are the things that I'm going to hold on to. Yes. Because this is where I feel like my truest self. So like the things that you just said, Mm -hmm. kindness, like sometimes you are having to tether yourself to an external kindness yes, <laughs> because there's so much turmoil that is sweeping you away. F- that's trying to pull you away from that. Mm-hmm. So I think it is like a, it is both of the things, yeah. but you picked a complicated word. I know I did, but I, I think I've got some complicated places that I need to be going. Mm-hmm. So this might be a word that has to last more than one year. And that's okay. A small little word can do that for you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyways. All right. We've talked a lot about mine. What about yours? I had a really hard time, partly because I still feel like it's not 2023. Um, and I don't know if this word is going to stay as it is. Okay. But right now, my holding, my placeholder word <laughs> is release. Okay. So, having shoulder surgery in the middle of the year, well, August, um, I had to let go of, like, a lot of things. Um, And those things, like, I'm not healed from that, right? So, I um, can't – I guess this is what I am releasing. I'm releasing a lot of expectation. I'm releasing – a lot of things that are outside of my control. Uh, I would like to release perfectionism, but mm-hmm. you know, that one is pretty um, welded in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I found, I think I talked about this as maybe a suite recently, but I found this piece of artwork that is um, a woman like in child's pose. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's in front of this really like, funky 70s wallpaper that looks like it could belong in my house and she's um you know on this wood floor and she's just in child pose um and she's naked but you can't (laughs) but that's just like 
to me, it's just her like being present with herself. <laughs> so this, that, in that sense, it's kind of similar to what you were talking about, about true, but she's not striving for anything. She's not like, she just is with no facade, just she is a being. Yes. So, um, with a lot of my shoulder therapy, like it's just when I would go to physical therapy, my therapist is just like stretching it and I just have to sit there and breathe. And mm-hmm. as far as my arm can go, that's as far as it goes today. Um, and I would just think of kind of that release of breath and um, I don't know. So that's kind of where I'm at. Like the physical part of it is with my, the limitations I'm having post-surgery. But then there is also kind of the internal side of expectation and stuff. Now, what I don't want to creep in is a complacency or, oh, this is the way things are. There's nothing I can do about it. So that's why I'm not so sure, like, if the word will change or not or if it will stay release. Like, if I just release Pip off of her leash and she runs amok, Mm -hmm. well, well, my word was release. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) So what things do you think you're in danger of releasing that don't need release? I don't know. I guess just uh, maybe accountability Mm. Um, or... Like I, I just was, I was trying to come up with the word that held both the release, but also with an acknowledgement of accountability okay. or like, um, still having that aspect of consistency or showing up, but sometimes one word cannot accomplish all of the things. That's true. It can be hard to find a word that encompasses uh-huh. all of your goals. Uh-huh. So maybe, you you know, if you pick a word, it may not just be a word. Maybe it's a phrase or a set or like three or four words that you might want to try and focus on. Because you can have multiple priorities. Right. It, do, it does mean, though, that maybe you pick two that are the main priority. And I then- mean, and honestly, consistency... Maybe it's just the combination of both of those things because that does, the consistency does cover the um, responsibility aspect of like, you can't just not show up for your life. So I guess that could be the way, a way that the word release is, could be twisted, like incorrectly would be like, "Mm, I let that go. Well, know. and to me, what that sounds more like is like apathy. Yeah. Where you're just like, ah, whatever, it'll it'll be fine. Right. It'll work out and just kind of an avoidance. Right. Versus when I hear the word release, I think of someone who's like gripped on for so long, right. held on to something for so long, and it's time to let it go. There's almost like a piece that happens with it where you're like, I'm letting it go. And like an intentionality to it. Yes. And sometimes it's, well, it is a letting go so that you're free to grab onto the next thing Mm -hmm. too. Um, Or if exhale, if you think of release as with your breath and exhale, you're exhaling so that you're ready to inhale again. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So another word I thought of was reset, but that's not it because I, I'm not trying to like go back to anything. Mm-mm. It's not like I'm saying, oh, 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 wait, we've gotten off course. Let's go back to mm-hmm. this certain thing because that's not it. Um, so mainly I have a painting of the year. <laughs> you have a painting <laughs> of the year. Well, yeah, and I think what that painting does convey is a sense of like, there's vulnerability, but there is peace in that vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um, but also an air of like confidence. Yeah. Uh, what the similar to some of the things you were saying about authenticity and true and um, you know, there's that definitely is part of it as well. This is what people talk about when they talk about some like, oh well, this painting speaks to me. This is like that is a good example of here is a piece of artwork that means something to you and that is allowing you to figure out what you want to prioritize in yeah. your life. And ho- and that's what you aim for good art to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's my word. Um, let's talk about goals. All right. So you had mentioned smart goals earlier. Uh, yeah. That it, they're like measurable. And yeah. So smart stands for specific measurable, achievable or attainable, mm-hmm. I think. Um, R is, I don't remember, T is time. Mm-hmm. What's R? Realistic. Realistic. Okay. So it, it couldn't be, I, wanna, I couldn't say, I want to run 100 miles in one day. Yeah, that's not realistic. Yes. Um, but I saw someone propose a new way. She was like, instead of smart goals, I'm making Fun goals. Okay. What are fun goals? The F is for flexible. Okay. The U is for uplifting. All right. She said, because bettering myself shouldn't be punishment. Yes. So uplifting. And the N was for numberless. Whereas in SMART, it says they need to be measurable. But the specific example that they gave with numberless was... Doesn't my life isn't going to be worse if I only read twenty nine books instead of thirty? Mm-hmm. Like if your objective is to read more and you read more, then you succeeded. You achieved that objective, mm-hmm. even if you didn't meet a goal of reading thirty books. Yeah. Um. So I think that that is a kind of the what similar to what we were talking about earlier. Yeah, like the spirit of the goal, uh-huh. like the spirit of what you want to, and encounter. a new way of thinking within our generations. Uh, that's different maybe than our parents where things were needed more the measurable mm-hmm. aspect. Um, so with that in mind, <laughs> I only have one goal for make do this year. Oh, what? now this is with the caveat that I haven't wrapped up 2022. Yeah, there so will be brain. more goals. Yeah. But what will be, I guess my compass for everything in 2023, unlike previous years, um, is that I want the way that we're spending our energy to deepen the relationship we have with our community. Mm-hmm. In the past, we have spent our energy in a way that made our community wider, that brought more people in. Um, the craft kits are a great example of that, mm-hmm. of um, making the craft kits so that we could spread, make do to the ends of the earth basically yeah. with our craft kits. And um, while there is benefit in that with us having limited time, it is not the best use of 
our energy when there's more we can do here. Yes. Now, craft kits are a way that we can deepen community, but only if it fits. Mm-hmm. So, um, and by investing in, uh, investing our time and our energy into deepening our relationship within our community, other people will get swept up into that. So it is still a broadening too. It's just that the focus isn't on casting a wider net. It's on um, strengthening the relationships we already have. And that's both with our participants and with um, with our donors. Yeah. Excellent. So that's it. Last year I had like seven goals. So my goal for Make Do this year is to find ways to expand the definition of creativity um, a lot of what we do here, like my homeschool art classes tend to focus on what we typically consider as creative pursuits, mm. but there's going to be some classes and some experiences that I want to provide for, uh, different kiddos that come in that may not be specifically like what we would consider as like artistic, but might be more creative. So an example of that is I'm going to have a Dungeons and Dragons class mm. here at Make Do, which does include um, lots of creativity, like world building. Care. Yeah, we have a whole episode about it. Y'all. Yeah, like there's so much creativity and um, and fun that goes into making that happen that people may not originally associate with creativity. Um, so I want to bring more of that in, and I think in turn that will help others to see that creativity can go beyond um, just the typical arts. Yeah. So, Also, because you listen to our podcast, you already know that that is true. Yes. So that's my goal for making do this, y'all. Yeah, I love it. We're trying, you know, I think that we've gotten in a good spot with the kiddos um, when it comes to diversity, both in like the gender, you know, it's not just girls that are coming anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and our like socioeconomic diversity has gotten good, mm-hmm. pretty good in the kiddos class classes. So we're looking for ways for that to happen with our adult program too. Yeah. But again, I think that that is like deeper into our Cersei community. Yes. Um, so um, any personal goals? So I think it's a lot of it is what I already said about being wrapped up in, in being true, how like figuring out ways to, you know, explore myself, figure out what I want and need out of life and figuring out how to put those into practice. It is really big, but it is something that I can try and live out every day. Yeah. So, um, I, this isn't about release, but so this is just a goal not connected to my word. Um, but I have some house projects that I want to work on that have oh, yeah. been on hold. Well, rightly I, so because yeah. of your shoulder. Um, so we'll still have to ease back into those. But hopefully this weekend I'll be painting a little mural. Oh, my goodness. Just a little. Back one. at it again. It's just a little bitty one. Just a, just a little one that takes up a little bit of a wall. Just a little bit. <laughs> Uh, it's just in a corner. Sure. Yeah. I moved my TV out. We haven't talked about this. I moved my TV out of my living room and put it back into the area where I 
work out or move my body. Mm -hmm. And so that freed up a corner and I moved in this really awesome chair that um, Madison and I braved Facebook Marketplace to go get, (laughs) like, I don't know, like a year ago. Mm -hmm. I've had it for a long time. Anyway, I moved it into my living room. It has made me so happy having that chair. This is probably my suite, having (laughs) that chair in the corner. And so I ordered a wall sconce um, with these big swinging arms to go on, not swinging arms that hold the light, Mm -hmm. not, uh, it's not human arms on the light. (laughs) I'm thinking like Phantom of the Opera. There's these yeah. like hands that are holding up no torches. It's not like that. Um, so that's the sconce is going to go on the wall, and then I'm going to paint a mural in the corner. Mm-hmm. So there's really not even that much space because then I have a big window on the front of my house. So it's just probably four feet mm-hmm. across, maybe a little less, maybe three feet. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's where my TV was, and now it's going to be so much better. I love it so much. Sometimes it can be overwhelming for me to think about what are some goals that I have for this year? So that's, and which is why it feels more comfortable for me to, to talk about things in more general terms. Like when I was talking about how I want to live true to myself, those are things that I can pick, like that I can live throughout the year, but I can do those, like I can do a little bit of that every day. So like, where I'm standing right now trying to think about, hmm, what goals do I want for this year? I'm like, you know, I'm really just trying to live day to day right now. And maybe I'll get to a spot where I can feel more comfortable looking forward. But because of where I am emotionally at the moment, I'm like, can I get through till Saturday? Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm, yeah. I'm going to do. Yeah. I think I will, if I don't have um, certain, at least certain things like... Okay, what does that look like? How do I know if I'm doing it or not? Mm-hmm. And how do I make sure that I am actually pursuing that thing I said I wanted to do yes. instead of just uh, being lazy? Which, not lazy is not the right word that I meant to say. But falling back on the things that are easy. Yes, which is part of, I mean, that was the whole problem I had with my word release, right? Mm-hmm. was like, yes, there are things I do want to just like let go and be open Mm-hmm. to the next thing or whatever else is coming and not have so much expectations. Mm-hmm. But my problem is with that word is, but wait, I recognize that I still have to be putting in effort and yes. showing up. So I am lucky enough to be able to go and see a therapist. And so I have these like this very, is esoteric the right word? Like these big sort of like, yeah, yeah. Big ish goals are like these kind of like, spiritual goals, she helps me to be accountable to that. So that's why I feel comfortable saying, well, this is what I'm pursuing because I'm seeing someone every two weeks to be like, so tell me about how you're doing that. Right. So, yeah. And you're like, well, I watched the whole new season of fill in the blank. Yeah. That doesn't count. (laughs) Yes. So... Yeah. Accountability is definitely a big part of pursuing those goals. So whether you've got a friend or a family member or something that is that you like makes you check in with yourself to like, oh, am I doing this? Cool. Yeah. Well, and we haven't really touched on creativity very much. Um, but I think that there are, you know, a couple of years ago, I had a creative goal of wanting to paint more. And I didn't paint as much as I wanted because I didn't set up any mechanism to like encourage that to happen. And when you say paint, you're talking about like painting on canvas? Yeah. Because 
I mean, I would say to the spirit of your goal, I'm looking at some paintings that you've added to our gallery wall. I know that you've made a painting that sits over your mantle. Well, I know those, I painted four paintings in the year that I said I wanted to paint. So that is where the, um, did I paint? Yes. Did I paint more than the year before? Yes. But I think what I actually wanted was to explore the process of painting. And I didn't really Ah, do that. Like I, I didn't, um, make learning how to paint, a priority. Mm-hmm. Um, so like this year I have said, I want to read 50 books. Mm-hmm. So I read 32 last year, the year before yeah. I read 10. Mm-hmm. So, but what's helping me is I'm on Goodreads now, which lets you like mm. track your reading. You can find friends, you can make reviews and ratings and all of that. And so it kind of in a way holds me accountable and makes me excited about reading. Mm-hmm. And so since I've said, hey, I think I could read 50 books. It's just a little more than four books a month. Um, now I'm choosing to read when I have the time instead of, oh, I'll just turn on the TV. So that is your goal. You do have a numbered goal, but what is fueling it is you want to choose reading over doing other things. Yes. And for me, numbers do help because I'm competitive. Mm -hmm. But if I only read 49 instead of 50, will I have failed? Absolutely not. No. But bearing that in mind, you can then go and pursue this goal without concerning like shaming yourself. I didn't. But also, I didn't say I want to read 100 goals. That's unreasonable. Oh, 100 goals. 100 books. That's unreasonable. But 50 feels doable. Okay. So we'll see. It just means I'm choosing to, like, listen to an audiobook instead of watch TV. Mm -hmm. Or, you know what I mean? Like, it is a way for me to... You're choosing things that you want to be doing. I'm being intentional with my free time. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know how we got off on that topic. All right. Well, I do have, if you don't have anything else to say, I've got some tips on helping people meet their goals or meet their priorities, if you will. Okay. So uh, here is my first one. Um, Focus on the abundance of what you can have and less on what you lack. Allow me to extrapolate. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I have found myself getting into negative frames of mind where I'm like, Ugh, I wish I had more energy to do creative things. I feel so lonely right now. I am, you know, I don't have enough friends. I don't, you know. Yeah. I'm focusing a lot on the lack or the absence of what I have. Um, but instead of just saying, oh, we'll just think positive. Mm. Try to focus on what it would be like to have an abundance of that thing, which is still kind of hard for me to grapple with, but hear me out. So let's say you are really sad right now about, like I was really sad about, oh, I wish I had more energy for creative things. Instead of focusing on what I lack right now, I start to think when I do have the energy, think about all the creative things that I could be doing. And instead of focusing on my lack, what I end up doing is kind of like planning for the next time that I do have that creative energy. So by the time that I'm there, I kind of have already made it easy for myself to like hop into it 
and enjoy that um, and gets me out of a negative frame of mind. So spending less time on the, I wish I had this. I wish, you know, my partner was like this, or I wish I had, you know, a good friend that can do this. Think about what it might be like to have an abundance of that and maybe some steps of like, okay, well, what, what would I do when I get there? What kinds of things do I need to be like preparing myself for if I was there? And that might help you get to that spot. Like achieve the, it might help you it might, get it, there. Or? It might ha- leave you open. So like mm. the friend situation, if you're constantly thinking about how lonely you are and how you don't have any friends, you are more likely to be at home. You're more like, you're not, you know, let's maybe you have like one or two friends and you're like, that's not enough. I wish I had more friends. Um, if you're thinking negatively, like, I just don't have any friends. You're probably not going to reach out to those two mm-hmm. friends. You're going to stay at home and then you are going to continue to not make new friends versus thinking about, well, what would it be like if I had more friends? Well, I would go out and do some more things. Uh, I might, you know, I might get asked to join them for things or I could ask them to join me for things. Well, maybe you could do a little bit of that now. Maybe you can call up those one or two friends now and, and, do what you would do if you had a ton of friends. You might run into some people while you're doing those things and make new friends. So you're kind of like leaving yourself open, whereas that negative talk will close you off. The more positive thinking is going to leave you open to possibilities. Mm -hmm. Um, That's not saying that like if you worked hard enough, you'd make it happen. That's not what I'm saying. But that negative thinking can keep you where you're at and less likely for things to change. Right. Yeah. And again, it is where you're focusing on like the external thing you don't have control over mm-hmm. instead of on the, your response or your internal, um, yeah, response to whatever that yeah. thing is. Um, and I'm not telling you to not feel lonely or no. to not feel this lack, but it's like, okay, I feel this. What m- might it be like if I didn't feel this way? What are some things that I would do in that case? Maybe I can do some of those things and it might help. Yeah. Um, I heard someone, speaking of friends, say, first of all, instead of thinking no one wants to hang out with me, or like we always assume people don't like us Mm -hmm. or don't want to be around us. Why can't our default be that people like you? Mm -hmm. Like just try to change that mindset of, People want to be around me. People like me. Yes. And then it's amazing how even that mind shift, like if someone doesn't return my text, my assumption is, oh, they don't like me. It's not, oh, they're busy. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe they, it's. They're taking a break from their phone right now. Or, or it's on yeah. silent. They can't find it. Or it's the winter and they have the blues. Yeah. Like they have their own stuff They've going got, on. That's, they're dealing with the big sad. That has nothing to do with me. Yes. So we just need to make the our default mindset. That is it. Positive. Yes. Just okay, what's having next positive regard for yourself. Okay. Um, hang on. I have to read my own handwriting. Why did I double write over some things? You know how some people like. Well, sometimes they will like double write over their sentences or there's a few people that have written like that. I have accidentally written this way. Give me a second. Do, do, do. Oh, okay. So this is something that I did recently. Um, 
write down the best case scenario for like a situation that you're in or okay. maybe a goal that you have where it's like best case scenario. I am reading 50 books this year. Okay. Okay. And kind of get as wild as you want. You know, Joe, you have some secret goals sometimes. You have like a goal and sometimes you have a secret goal. Yeah. And it's like, I will say we did not reach my secret goal for end of year funding. <laughs> and I had to release that. Yes. And I, because it kept me from being proud of what we did do, which was already outrageous. Yes, exactly. So like, let's say there's something that you've always wanted to do. Write down a best, best case scenario. If you do get to do that and be as wild and crazy as you want to about it. And you may realize that when you write it down on paper, it's not wild and crazy as you thought and might actually be attainable. Um, a lot of times we think, oh, well, if everything went right, that would be crazy. Like there's no way that could happen. But when you, if there's something about putting it on paper or telling it to someone that you're like, oh, that, that actually might be achievable. Maybe I'm not dreaming too big. Maybe I'm dreaming just right. Mm. Um, so yeah, get crazy with your best case scenarios. We get crazy with our worst case scenarios all the time. Right. I'm gonna, you know, I'm driving my car. I'm going to sneeze. I'm going to go into the river and die. You're yeah. like, really? Right. That's pretty wild. I think the trick here is to be able to scheme up that mm -hmm. best case scenario that's so wild and then not fall into your first tip, which was like into feelings of inadequacy. When it's not meeting that spot. But maybe naming what that first case, that best case scenario is, mm -hmm. then helps you lean into what are some actionable steps that you can take to get there. Well, especially if you try to make your best case scenario as fantastical as possible, where you're like, this probably won't happen. The few notches down from that is probably still going to be pretty good. Oh, yeah. You know, like that motivational poster where it's like, if you shoot for the moon and even if you don't make it, you'll land among the stars. Like... There's it's no oxygen there. <laughs> you will die. Yeah. But like the point is, is like even if you're shooting for this wild and crazy thing, you might end up at a place that is really, really cool. Yeah. So take that into consideration. Yeah. Yeah. All right. My last one is watch the way that you tell your personal story to yourself in your head. Watch your personal narrative. So this kind of goes into positive thinking and my first tip a little bit. But as you're telling yourself as things happen, so let's go back to uh, my example about getting up in the morning and running 30 minutes. Um, let's say you don't do that, you know, on Monday because you had a really late night on Sunday night and you're tired and you're just not, you're not able to get yourself up. Instead of telling yourself, I'm such a piece of trash. I can't get up. Why are you like this? Take that in and throw it away and then tell yourself a new narrative. Consider what is actually happening. Consider, I had a really late night last night. My body is telling me that I need rest. I am taking care of myself. And use that narrative. Because as much as we would like to think that those negative narratives are going to motivate us to do better, they don't. Mm -hmm. So instead, you have to think, okay, this is what I needed right now. I'm going to take that. And then I'm going to try again tomorrow. And is the problem you or is the problem, like you said, 
the goal that you've set. Mm-hmm. Here's another example. I hate going jean shopping. None of the jeans ever fit. Mm-hmm. It's so annoying. Is the problem my body or is the problem fast fashion that yes. is trying to create jeans that fit everyone and then fit no one? Yeah. So um, the Enneagram has helped me abundantly to un- – like with my personal narrative mm-hmm. of the things that I, I'm like, why can't I quit doing this? I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be like this. And the Enneagram has helped me reframe those things um, and see them in like the, the bigger picture of what I do have to offer. Yeah. So when you do fail, if you should fail, or if you feel like you have come up short. Or when you fail, because, I mean, we're going to. You're going to fail. It happens. Try to take it for what it is and not try to make it bigger. Watch that narrative that you tell yourself. And it'll be easier to then move on and, like, try again. Mm. Because you're not beating yourself up. Right. That's all I got. Um, I mean, I would say, what were those tips for? How did you summarize it? At the beginning, tips for... Tips for helping you to keep your goals. Okay. Because, like, you're going to fail. Right. I was going to... That's it, what I was going to add. Yeah. Like, expect failure. That that isn't... Um, this is where I think focusing on the spirit of the goal versus the number of the goal, having a fun goal versus mm-hmm. a smart goal, um, That because the F stands for flexible. So it is leaving room for the failures and the unexpected situation. And so if you already have that baked in to your expectation for what working towards that goal will look like, um, then the things that set you back don't have to be permanent. So that's why I kind of like this word of the year idea with being, for me, in my case, being true. So what if there is a situation where I am not being authentically myself in an, in order to people please for others. Okay, you might consider that a failure. All right, you weren't able to speak to your needs. Um, you're feeling uh, depleted. How can you still live out, you know, being true to yourself? Well, you can then go to the people that you weren't able to be true with and then try again and try to be authentic like, hey, I didn't speak up to these boundaries that I needed to set. I'm telling you now so that you know in the future. And then, boom, I have lived up to my to my word of the year in an effort to be true after, quote, failing. So mm-hmm. I didn't, in that way, it is kind of flexible mm-hmm. um, in that I can still live out being true even in failure. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. Well, because it's all a learning process. Yes. Um, okay, well, our, my suite for the week is my new uh, corner in my house. Yes. Hopefully my suite next week will be that I painted a mural this weekend. <laughs> but that is premature for me to already yeah. be celebrating that. What's okay. your suite? Uh, I've got a 3D printer coming my way soon. What? Yes. I'm really excited. Was it, it a Christmas present? Yeah, I would say it's a Christmas present. We're going to use, uh, or we used Richard's Christmas bonus to get it. And I'm excited about it. It kind of feels like wizardry <gasps> to have a machine in your house that you 
you're like, here's a digital image. Now it gets turned into a 3D something or other. Yeah, that's awesome. So I am really excited about that. I don't have it yet. So maybe it's a little premature, but it should be arriving like today or like maybe by next week. Well, I don't have my scones yet. It should yes. be arriving tomorrow. Yeah, there you Friday. go. Yeah, so we got good stuff coming our way. Woohoo. Um, okay, my sour is I guess I'm gonna let it be that my shoulder is hurting. Oh, you're the shoulder you had surgery on. Yeah. Yeah. Also that I'm not getting to enjoy January yet because I'm still <laughs> wrapping up twenty twenty two. Yeah. I get that. That does stink. But I'll be consistent and that will change. That's not go. a permanent sour. Well and your shoulder probably won't hurt forever. No it's just, just part of the just probably seven more months. <laughs> Yes. My sister said hers hurt for a year, so we're f five months. Okay. So just so a seven more months. A little while we're longer. Halfway. Um, my sour is I sliced a little bit of my thumb off while Blech. I was cooking. Um, I learned that f flesh is indeed flesh colored, this which was disgusting. kind of weird. I know that's strange. Sorry. I guess you can like skip ahead a couple of, couple of sections of 10 seconds for this. But um, so it does... It kind of, because it's on my hand, it does tend to like come open more than I would like. Um, but if I put something on it, it won't like heal up and dry out. So I am, I'm kind of tired of that. Also, yeah. this is one of the first times I've like actually cut myself with a knife while cooking. When did you cut yourself? Um, I would say it's probably last Friday. Oh, so almost a week. Yeah. It's been a little bit. Um, but most of the time I like end up, like I might get a finger, like I might trim a little bit of my fingernail when I was chopping stuff and I was like oh no let me get that out of there but uh yeah this is the first time I've like really cut myself yeah Ugh. yeah I don't like it I sorry don't friends like it uh you learning anything yes so right now um we talked about the big sad <laughs> I think that was the, that wasn't last one that was two episodes yeah. ago um and I'm going through like some really tough feelings right now and something that I keep reminding myself is that feelings don't last forever. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, okay, this feels like the pits right now. It won't be like this forever. Yeah. I can ride through this. And then sometimes like I'll feel good and I'm like, all right, you do feel good. That's awesome. Remember that you are still going through this. So if you happen to like kind of like gird yourself because there might be another wave of like sadness it's not that i'm like expecting it to happen but like it could come don't be shocked but you're just riding it out right now yeah surf around the waves <sighs> like when a pet dies or something yeah so like sad. you know you know how yeah. grief and stuff like that yeah. goes it can hit you at random times so if if you dear listener are going through that right now let me let me let you know i'm riding those waves with you and it won't last forever no not forever what are you learning what am i learning um, anything specific? No. I'm about to learn how high you're supposed to hang a sconce. <laughs> <laughs> so are you going to have to like drill into the wall? No, or it's, like... it is a plug-in. Okay. So, um, it has like an electrical cord that will hang down and then there's just a little plug. You just plug in. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And I'm assuming that it's got like some stuff that you can like, that you like drill into the wall to actually hang it. Right. 
Well, yeah. I mean, like, just like it, you mount it just like you would like a mount light a light fixture. Okay. Except that it like plugs in. So you're just, it would be more like how you would hang curtain rod. Yeah. That makes sense. Versus like, like you, you were had like to wiring cut a, a hole yeah. in to pull wires through. Right. You don't have to do that. Cool. And my house all has shiplap. It's all shiplap underneath my drywall so you, I don't have to find a stud. No, you can just it's put just it wherever. All, it's basically like I have studs everywhere. Oh, so many. Studs. So many studs. I love that so much. <laughs> uh, Help us all. Okay. All right. Well, I know last year, last year, last week was technically an episode already in 2023, but this is our first time recording in 2023. Mm-hmm. So happy new year. New year, same us. <laughs> same shenanigans. Yes. Yep. Here we go. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye. Thank you to my dear, dear friend Craig Hudson for our very createful theme music. You can hear more of Craig's music on Spotify under Craig Hudson. That's Hudson with a T. Or you can just uh, click on the link in the show notes. Also, be sure to connect with Make Do on Instagram at Make Do Create or on Facebook at Make Do Circe. And visit our website, makedocreate.org for upcoming classes, show notes, to order a face mask, lots of things.